Good morning. Happy Easter. You know you can't say Happy Easter anymore, so Happy Easter. Let's Happy Easter. I, I want to apologize for my voice. It seems like my allergies have turned into a full-blown cold overnight, so I hope it doesn't detract in any way from your celebration of this most wonderful day. I only have one announcement. It's a sad one that Dan Snow's mother passed away yesterday, and I know y'all know Dan, and just want you to remember them in their, your prayers. Leanna, you want to come on up and give us your, your update? And then we'll begin our worship together. Good morning. Um, I would just like to remind everyone about my fundraiser. It's April 20th, so it's about three weeks out. Um, I'll have tickets up until the Sunday before, and then if, I guess if you need some after that, you can call my dad. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Easter. Let's stand and celebrate together. and we're ready to worship and we're ready to celebrate the fact that our risen Savior is here with us today.
pray with me. Dear Lord, we are so excited today. We're so excited just to come and to worship you, Lord, because you are risen. You are alive, alive and well in our hearts, and we will carry you with us this week and share you with all the people we come in contact with. Lord, thank you. Thank you for all that you've done for us, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to come and worship together and worship your holy name. Amen. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain, holy, holy is He.
any prayer requests that you would like for us to write down and mention during our prayer time, um, the ushers will have some cards. You can get one from them, and we'll take those up in just a little while. Children, if you will come to the carpet for our children's time, and everyone else, greet each other and say good morning and happy Easter. Good morning, everybody. Happy Easter. Everybody looks beautiful. I love all these new pretty clothes you have on, and I'm so glad you're here today. All right. Can anybody here tell me what sin is? What is sin? What's sin, Lauren? It's something that you do is bad. Sin is actually anything that we say or do or think that goes against what God has told us to be true. It's anything that makes God unhappy. Do we all sin? Yes, we all sin every day. What are some of the things that we do that go against God and make God unhappy? Can you think of some things maybe that we do that would be sin? Lying, yes. Telling things that aren't true, that's a big one. Can you think of anything else, Jackson? Being a bully, yes, that's a big thing that that um, can cause sin. And I forgot, I'm, I'm going to be writing these things down f so we can remember them. Hold on one second. Caroline, can you hold my microphone for me right here? Okay. All right, let's see here real quick. So the first thing we said was lying, right? Okay, I'm going to write lying down. And then Jackson said being a bully. Okay, what else? What's something else? Lauren? Do what? Pretending not to eat candy. Okay, so that kind of might be like lying, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll keep that one just between us. Okay, anything else y'all can think of? Hudson? Yes, saying words that aren't nice. So let's say, let's say being unkind to others, right? I've got one, and y'all don't need to raise your hand on this one, but what about not obeying our parents? Would that be considered a sin? Yes, okay, so let's write that down. Not obeying our parents. Okay. Anybody think it's weird I'm writing this down on this? Yeah, kind of weird. Okay, what else? Yes, pushing somebody down, hurting people, definitely. Oh, goodness, I'm about to run out of room. Can y'all think of any more? What's another? Yes, that's a big one. Not sharing. I hate when that happens. We all need to share, don't we? 
not sharing. Okay, Jackson, you have another one? Yes, kicking somebody. Yes, definitely. All right. Are we good? You think we have enough written down here? There's lots more sins. And grown-ups, we would have a whole we would have a whole separate egg. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit more room. But we're going to stop right here for now. We could go on forever, okay? By the way, what is this thing that I'm writing on? An egg. You're right. But this is a hard-boiled egg. Do you know what a hard-boiled egg is? What? What's on the inside? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's boiled. It's not going to crack and get everywhere. But anyway, okay. Have you ever touched a hard-boiled egg? How does it feel? Hard? I think this one I might have boiled a little too long. Have you ever seen the little cracks in it? Yeah? Okay. What do you think about this egg? Is it very pretty like the ones you died for Easter? You do think? What's all that black stuff we wrote on there? These are our sins, right? It's got that black writing all over it. You're right. Well, guess what? This egg reminds me of our heart. Our heart before we knew Jesus. Before we know Jesus, our hearts are sometimes hard and messy, just like this egg and far from perfect. But this egg also reminds me of what Jesus has done for each of us. Jesus was the son of who? God, who lived a long time ago, and he spent his whole life telling people about God and how much he loved them and how God wanted them to live. But Jesus didn't just live for us. He also died for us. He died for us because of all the things that we have written on this egg right here, okay? We've all pushed somebody probably at one time or another. We've all been unkind or said words that aren't nice. We've all told a story, right? Okay, we've all not shared and been selfish at times. So we all have done some of these things before, right? Our sins keep us from knowing God and following Jesus. But guess what? I'm going to ask you to hold my microphone one more time, okay? All right. But Jesus died on the cross for our sins. But he didn't stay dead, did he? What happened after three days? He rose, and now where is he living? He's living in heaven, and he died on the cross for us. And look, what am I doing right now for this, with this egg? I'm peeling off that hard, dirty, black outside, aren't I? And what's going to be on the inside, can you see? Well, on the way inside is the LA, but what, what do you see right now while I'm taking off this ugly peeling? White. How does it look? Clean. How else does it look? smooth. Do you think it's hard or soft? It is soft. You're right. And guess what? These are our hearts now. Once we have Jesus in our life and we ask him to forgive our sins and we ask him to be with us and take away those things that don't make us happy and don't make him happy, our heart changes from this messy, dark peeling, this hard outside to the clean, soft inside. Okay? I'm not going to sit here and peel the rest of this egg because it's kind of hard to do without the water. But I wanted you to see that. You can do it at home sometime. All right, if you would, if you will bow your hand, um, heads and pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this Easter day. And thank you for allowing us to celebrate it with you and for your ability to take our hearts and keep them clean and make them clean all over again. In your name we pray. Amen.
Let's bow our heads, please, in prayer. Oh God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Almighty and wondrous God, on this day of new beginnings, we offer our songs to proclaim your victory over death. And all that you have done is marvelous in our eyes. And we pray that you receive our joyful thanksgiving, which we offer to you and bless it as a declaration of your worthiness to be worshipped. Death is seen as our enemy, and yet we know that death was, was brought over into the world because of sin, yet as you overcame death in the resurrection of Jesus from the grave, so too will you overcome our sinful ways. In your gracious love, you have offered your Son in our place, and by his death we are spared. And as you have spared us, from the death of Adam, so also make us alive in Christ that we may serve you with joy. Your message of redemption is given to all the world. And send us to preach to the people in every place that death is conquered in Jesus Christ is Lord of all. Enter into the tombs of our lives and empty them out. Touch by your grace everyone who suffers affliction of the body and raise them up. And we pray, especially this day, for sister-in-law Joyce and her sister Jane. We pray for Sybil Smith, who has some heart issues. We pray for healing. We pray for mother going through chemo treatment. We pray for the Morris family. We pray for Emily Sims. We pray for those traveling over spring break. We pray for Dan Snow and his family. Oh Lord, we pray that you would visit all these and all others, oh Lord, who may in either body, spirit, or mind suffer this day. And we pray that you would walk with them and proclaim joy to them and be present to them. For this is the day in which you have made and we rejoice in it and we're glad to be yours. Receive what we ask and grant it in your mercy. For the sake of him who is the first victorious one, Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray when we're together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, just as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's stand for the reading of the gospel. <clears throat> On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and they went to the tomb and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And while they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. And in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. 
Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. And when they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we come to this wonderful resurrection day. And we're thankful, oh God, for what this means to us as Easter people. And we pray, oh God, that you would infect us with that joy that must have been felt when Jesus began to appear uh, to the disciples and to others. Uh, Help us to, again, in our time, understand how this dissects all of history most important event that has ever occurred and will ever occur in our lives as we have come to accept, to believe, and to understand. We pray in Christ's name and the Holy Spirit to be with us. Amen. Well, I got my throat lodged and I got my Kleenexes and I got my water. I'm sorry. I really apologize for this. I said, worst possible day, right, to have have some nasal congestion. You know, this is the day that we celebrate over and over and over again. We come and we punch our ticket. We're part of the Empty Tomb Club, you know? And we come every year to just proclaim simply that Christ is risen. And Christ is risen just as he said. And if that won't bring a smile to your face, then you're beyond help. That's the way I look at it. In fact, I believe that's what this is really about, is joy. Joy is what this day is about more than anything else. You know, Psalm 2-4 says, the one whose throne is in heaven sits laughing. Proverbs 17-22 says, a cheerful heart is good medicine. And John 16-33 says, Jesus said, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. My friends, this empty tomb, I wish we could put back, can we put back up the slide of the tomb, you know where there was a tomb slide? The empty tomb is a source of all joy. Now, you know, if you go to Israel today, you can actually ride along the highways and come across, you can come across empty, abandoned tombs that look just like that, that look just like that. And you can go and visit uh, the garden tomb uh, where many believe Jesus was laid. In the Apostle Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, He records that there was a resurrection appearance by Jesus where there were over 500 people at one time. 500 people. Now I want to ask you this. How do you think those 500 people would have reacted to Jesus? The one crucified and buried, the one who is now alive again. How do you think they would have reacted? Do you think they would have applauded politely? 
Oh, good show. <laughs> My guess is they would have been up on their feet. They had been cheering and shouting, or as some of my folks in the place where I come from would say, they'd be a hooping and a hollering, hollering, a hooping and a hollering, because this is the morning that the Lord laughed out loud. This is the morning. This is the morning when the Lord laughed at all the evil things that want to snuff out our joy. All the things that pretend to be all-powerful, like despair and discouragement. And most especially, Jesus laughed at that great pretender death. And Jesus sweeps them all away with his wonderful resurrection laugh. I, that's the only other slide I wish we'd had up there was that picture of Jesus when he's laughing. I know some of you have seen it. I have, I have it posted in my office. Friends, you are Easter people. You are a part of a great adventure. And you need to recapture the joy that comes from being Easter people. You need to learn to laugh again. You need to learn to laugh with Jesus in the face of the devil's many tricks like doubt and depression, disillusionment and darkness and despair. You are Easter people. And you need to learn to laugh with Jesus against these things. In my readings for today, I came across a, a story about a, a group called Clowns for Christ, when actually they claim to be the oldest um, clown ministry in the country. And at the opening of every show, they pray a prayer, and this is the prayer they pray. Lord, as I stumble through this life, help me to create more laughter than tears, dispense more happiness than gloom, spread more cheer than despair. Never let me become so indifferent that I fail to see the wonder in the eyes of a child or the twinkle in the eyes of the aged. Never let me, never let me forget that I'm called to cheer people up and make them happy and to forget for a moment all the unpleasant things in their lives. And Lord, when my days are done, may I hear you whisper, when you made my people smile, you made me smile, end of quote. I don't think any wiser words of wisdom could be given to us than those given to us by the clowns for Christ. My friends, if there's one thing the world needs now more than anything else is they just need to smile again. They need to hear God's laughter again. They need to be filled with Easter joy again. They need to be able to say without fear, Happy Easter, Happy Joyous Easter. They need to laugh again. When do you think the word laugh appeared in the Bible? Do you think the word laugh appeared in the Bible? Anybody? Well, it actually appears in the first book of the Bible. It appears in the book of Genesis, chapter 17, when God tells a 100-year-old Abraham and his 90-year-old wife Sarah that they're going to give birth to a son after all these years of being barren. Now, both Abraham and Sarah laughed out loud at this news. And so when the Lord heard it, he said, well, Abraham, you name your son Isaac when he comes. And Isaac in Hebrew means God's laugh, God's laugh. And after she gave birth to Isaac, Sarah exclaimed, as recorded in Genesis 21:56, and I quote, God has given me cause to laugh, and all them who hear of it will laugh with me. You know, that's a, that's a prophecy. And you know, I have yet to 
us discuss uh, Abraham and Sarah and Sarah getting pregnant at a ripe old age of 90 that I haven't heard yet anybody didn't like chuckle. Everybody chuckles, men and women both. My friends, God has given us reason to laugh from the very beginning that he started walking with us. And God's laugh is more powerful than any tears. Even on the eve of his crucifixion, Jesus told his disciples, as recorded in 1511, he said these words, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be full. Think about that. Knowing that he's getting ready to go to the cross, Christ talks about his joy and your joy. The great Protestant reformer, Martin Luther, said that if you're not allowed to laugh in heaven, I don't want to go there. The great Southern theologian, Jerry Clower, now gone to heaven. Any of you remember Jerry Clower? I guess a few of you date you, right? If you know, there are a bunch of you going, never heard of Jerry Clower. Well, that was, about, that was back a few years ago. But Jerry Clower was this uh, Southern comedian, theologian. And he said this, I quote, he said, I am convinced that there's only one place where there's no laughter, and that's hell. Praise God, I've made arrangements to miss hell. I won't be anywhere that there ain't no laughter, end of quote. I have to agree with him. I think to me, in my personal opinion, this is what the thing that is missing the most, in my, in my humble opinion, amongst us Christians, is joy and laughter, especially when we're gathered together. You know, Why don't we be more joyful and, and laugh more? Why, why don't we do things uh, that like we do when we go to a, a, a ball game. You know, I've said before, wouldn't it be wonderful if, if uh, maybe in the, some of you would stand up and cheer when I said something great, you know? <laughs> it would be kind of cool if in the back somebody held up a, you know, a number like an eight or a seven or well, you got a three, like to do on Dancing on the Stars, you know? That would be kind of cool. Friends, Easter is about joy and laughter. It's about overcoming victory through Christ. It's about fellowship with our families and within the body of Christ. Do you know what Jesus said when he was asked this question, what is the kingdom of God like? Jesus was asked this question, what is the kingdom of God like? He answered as recorded in Matthew 22nd, he said, the kingdom of God is like a wedding reception. Now, how many of you have ever been to a wedding reception? Now, isn't it just a big old party? Of course it is. It's, it's the most fun. I've never been to a wedding reception where people were frowning or sitting around not talking. Never. Always, they're always up and joyful and happy. Jesus said that's what the kingdom of God is like. A few weeks ago, we talked about the prodigal son, the older brother, and the loving father. What did the father do when the prodigal came home? He said, let's have a party. Kill a fatted calf, let's have a barbecue, let's enjoy this thing. You see, God took the funeral on Friday and he turned it into a celebration. He changed it forever into a time of celebration. And as Easter people, we need to recapture that and understand that that's really what we're doing every Sunday morning is we are recreating, remembering, and renewing Easter Sunday, every Sunday. Things are just getting started. The Lord's planned a lot of things for us. Well, let me just leave you with a prayer. I won't, but I don't, pray, I mean, don't bury your heads. I'm going to read it to you. I want you to hear it. 
Charles Spurgeon, who was one of the great revival preachers of the last century, he would often offer this prayer. And I want to share it with you. And I think this is, again, what I'm trying to say today. He started, he would say, Come and help us, Lord Jesus. A vision of your face will brighten us. To feel your spirit touching us will make us vigorous. Oh, let us leap and walk as the one who had, born, had been born lame, who was touched by you. May we today dance with holy joy like David before the ark of God. May a holy joy take possession of every part of us. May we be glad in the Lord. May our mouth be filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. For you, O Lord, have done great things for us, and so we are, we are glad. Uh, end of quote. My friends, Christ is risen, just as he said. And we come and we renew and remember this truth every Easter. But I say, in our time, we need to renew this truth every Sunday. And we need to live it out in the world we need to be seen as people who are Easter people. Don't let those folks tell you that you can't be happy Easter. You can be happy Easter. You can be joyous Easter. You can have that and you can share that with people. Make it a point to do that. Uh, Janie C. was telling me yesterday that she, everywhere she goes, she says happy Easter. Just because she read somewhere that people say you can't say that anymore. It's not politically correct. Oh, bologna and macaroni. <laughs> You can say whatever you want to. It's a free country, and you're Easter people. Say it. Happy Easter. Live out the Lord's words. Be of good cheer, for the Lord Jesus has overcome the world, and because of your belief in him, you have too. I pray that you understand and hear. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us stand as we affirm our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life and death and life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated and let our ushers come forward to receive our tithes and our offerings. pierced for our transgressions crushed for our sin the punishment that brought us peace was upon him 
because you're an Easter people and go forth and know this blessing and share it with the world. Let them know of your joy. Amen. Have a good week.